Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. How the hell are you this fine morning? Doing all right, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, nursing uh, a little hangover. So I'm hoping, Ooh, a little too uh, many brews, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping a little hair of the dog will help. That sometimes does, or it could make it worse. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out by the end of the episode, won't we? All right, buddy. What are you drinking today? Drinking a, a one I've had before, Lining Kugel Summer Shandy. Nice. This is one of my go tos when the weather's nice and warm. I know. Also, uh, happy first day of summer, man. Is it the first day of summer? Yeah. So, Didn't even know good that. Choice. Good choice. Uh, today, I'm drinking Colossal Claude by Rogue Brewing. It's an Imperial IPA. Never had it before, and there's a lot of it, so this will be fun. Hopefully, you like it then. <laughs> it's definitely an IPA. Yeah. A little fruitier, uh, but yeah, 8.2%. Ooh, you one. might be feeling it here. <laughs> I, I definitely think I will be. So, with that, those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Targo, today we're going to look forward to next season, uh, mostly because, well, the fixture list got released, first off. Uh, and then we're going to go over some teams that were very disappointing last season, really diving deep into who could leave, who should they bring in what to expect for next season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Should be so, fun. Those disappointments are Chelsea, Spurs, and Liverpool. Uh, I would say Chelsea and Spurs definitely more disappointing, but we'll dive into that later. First, make sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Redbubble. Really uh, getting some... Uh, action on those videos there buddy yeah yeah we are on our facebook especially yeah so So make sure you guys are part of that yep next fixtures buddy fixtures all the fixtures for next season uh including the inaugural curtain raiser first trophy of the season fa community shield will be held on august 6th between champions manchester city and runners up arsenal uh honestly a little shocked that arsenal got into this one well i mean yeah man city won both the league and the fa cup and the but i would have thought the carabao cup winners would have made it oh give it to man united i think they usually give it to second place then in the league at least that's what they do when you play on fifa (laughs) yeah that's true uh but i also win every cup in fifa so also because i don't play it on difficulty on a hard difficulty (laughs) anyways so, Premier League opening weekend, uh, it spans from the 11th to the 14th. I was very surprised. Usually they play every game on the same day for opening day. But on the 11th, the curtain raiser, we got Vincent Company and newly promoted Burnley against the champions Manchester City to kick off the season. Uh, Bournemouth and West Ham on the 12th. Arsenal play Nottingham Forest. Brighton play. Newly promoted Luton Town. Everton play Fulham. Sheffield United play Crystal Palace. Newcastle play Aston Villa, which should be a tasty affair. Brentford. Yeah, anything to go off the form of the end of the season. Both teams, yeah. Newcastle uh, looking for some sweet revenge against Aston Villa since they uh, kicked their butts. What was it? They 3-0? did. 
Uh, Brentford at home against Tottenham Hotspur. And uh, two of the teams we're going to talk about today, Chelsea play in Liverpool. Hopefully it's more entertaining than the games they played last season. Oh, hopefully, and man. The final game on the 14th, we got Manchester United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wow, that was a mouthful. Uh, any of these you're looking forward to especially? Chelsea and Liverpool, man. Hopefully, yeah. like, I think it will be better, you know, opening game. So definitely will be one on the watch list for sure. Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. I think I'm looking forward to Newcastle and Aston Villa more than I'm looking forward to Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah, if anything, like I said, if anything from the end of the season forms something to go off of. Yeah, well, and all the players they're both linked with could see loads of new signings. Aston Villa going after players that arguably they have no right going after. So should be fun to watch. Uh, and also Brentford and Tottenham. I think that one will be a good one, especially because, well, Brentford's at home. That one could be. You're not wrong. I mean, the way they played last year at home, their opening game, wasn't it? Or second game, they beat Man United at home. Yeah. And what was it two years ago? Opening <clears throat> game. Beat Arsenal. They beat Arsenal at home. Yep. So we'll see. Should be a tasty affair. So with that, let's get into the big disappointments from last season. Let's start off with... The Blues from London and the Chelsea. The biggest disappointment. <laughs> the biggest disappointment. Because we're probably going to spend the most time on them because, well, how bad they were. Also, all the players they're linked to and all the players that should be shipped out. So they finished 12th last season. Targo, what grade would you give them? For oh, an season? F, man. They yeah. failed. That was a failure of a season for, for Chelsea. 12th yeah. place, no European football after spending... 500 Six, million, 600, 600 million, whatever million, it was. Yeah. That's a colossal failure, I would say. Colossal failure. Um, I'm going to give them an F plus. The plus <laughs> only being because they signed a bunch of really exciting young stars, I would say. I would say uh, they signed potentially some potentially, exciting young stars. Yes. So if those players can find their feet, then they should be much better next season. But I still think it'll take two or three years for them to get back to the heights they expect themselves to be at. Uh, As far as the needs that they have for next season, I mean, they're going to ship out a dozen players probably. Um, They're going to ship out quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I personally think, well, we all know they need a striker. They they need another center mid. I also think they probably could use a center back. I don't think they necessarily need one. They don't need one, but they could use one. I mean, they got two aging center backs. I mean, Thiago Silva is on the better end of almost 40. They got a couple good ones, though, too, in Fofana and Badashale, younger guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, we'll see. And then uh, news that um, Mauricio Pochettino wants to bring in a new goalie. I don't think so they do. I, I don't think they I, should. I guess I think, they need a goalie. That would I, be my least priority for them. Yeah, I, I agree. But we'll see how much they spend. Um, already coming in this summer, we got Christopher and Cuckoo and Malo Gusto, who's coming back from his loan at Lyon. That's who they yeah. bought in January and then loaned them yeah. back to Lyon for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, he's right back. Young, exciting player. Uh, and then new coach, Mauricio Pochettino, for next season. 
excited to see what he can do to a Chelsea squad that looks like they're not interested and uh, don't want to be there. Speaking of don't want to be there, players that should leave or have left, N'Golo Conte signed for, uh, I believe, Al-Itihad, joining uh, Karim Benzema. Mateo Kovacic uh, apparently is going to Manchester City. Not officially yet, I don't think. Not but officially, yeah. but according to uh, Fabrizio Romano, it's close. Uh, Christian Pulisic, Mason Mount, Dennis Zakaria goes back to Juventus. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, João Felix should go back to Atletico. Atletico. Uh, Romelu Lukaku is coming back. Is he not? I don't know. Uh, we'll Ethan Apadu, Callum Hudson-Odoi, who I forgot even played there. Malongsar and uh, leaving on a free uh, Bakayako. I'm not even going to try his first name. Timiyu Bakayako. Sure. Yeah, that Bakayoko. one. Yeah, Former so, Monaco player, been at loan everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and his contract expires on the 30th. So, all right. Lots to talk about Targo. Um, I guess who should they sign? Who would be a great fit? What to expect for next season? Thoughts? Well, I'll just start kind of with their squad, man. As far as their goalie position goes, I think – I think they're okay. Like I said, that'd probably be my least priority if I were Chelsea. Because you do have solid shot stoppers and Edouard Mendy and Kepa. I just don't know how Edouard Mendy fell off that quick. Because even at the World Cup, he looked good, I thought, mm-hmm. for Senegal. I know he struggled with injury a lot last season. And he only played in like 10 games. so. And so I, I think he can get back to his best. I also think Kepa's not terrible. He, he is prone to a mistake, but he also came up with the save of the year last season. So you got to give him some credit. At defense, you know, they just brought back Malo Gusto for right back. And of course, they have Reese James there, Cesar Espelicueta. As far as players that could probably leave, maybe you're looking at Trevor Chalaba. Kulubali, I know, has been linked to Inter Milan. So I don't know if they're looking to get some money from him. But like I said, I think they got decent young players in Wesley Fofana, Benoit Batashale. I think you could probably sell Kukurea. I agree. He, he hasn't very, been the best very, for him. Very disappointing. Because that left back, then you think they still got Ben Chilwell and mm. uh, that other youngster that's been playing there. What's his name? Lewis Hall. That one. I do think you're right as far as midfielders, though, because it looks like they're shipping a lot of them out. Conte's leaving. It looks like Kovacic is leaving. I mean, that leaves who? Enzo Fernandez, Hakeem Ziyech. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Yeah. Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Connor Gallagher. Yeah, that's really it, though. Because Mason Mount looking like he's leaving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they could use a midfielder, especially if they're going to sell those guys. I mean, they do have Chuka, uh Was it Chukwameka? Yeah, I think um, they should keep him, youngster. He's nineteen, so yeah, looks promising. Um, I think they should Mari keep Mari Hutchinson last year, but I, a lot of these guys are—they're not ready to make that jump yet. No, I think Connor Gallagher, Enzo Fernandez. You know, yeah, Chukwameka is still young. I think yeah. he needs more time. I think they're probably looking to get rid of. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, see what they can get for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. He's very athletic, strong yeah. player. Yeah. 
but I think he might leave. So, I, you know, as far as midfielders they could bring in, uh, you know, maybe a James Madison. I know they're looking at Declan Rice. They're looking at that uh, Portuguese midfielder from Sporting, Manuel Ugarte. Yeah. Young Spanish midfielder, Gabri Vega from Celta Vigo. So there's some options, I guess, in that midfield. But obviously their main concern is going to be striker. <laughs> and they got loads no. of wingers. Raheem Sterling and Maduake, I think, are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Whether they keep, like, you know, I mentioned Hakeem Ziyech, Christian Pulisic, or even Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz has been linked with a couple clubs here lately as well. Yeah, Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Real Madrid. I think they want too much for him, though, 70, 75 yeah. million. Yeah, I would be surprised if they got 50 for him. That's what I was thinking. Like, I wouldn't yeah. pay more than 50. I was thinking more like 40. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they got tons of wingers. Um, they, I mean, they really only have, what, three strikers? And one of them was injured for most of last season, which is unfortunate mm-hmm. for him, Armando Broja. Yeah. yeah, which is unfortunate because, I mean, he was looking promising there for a minute. Um, I mean, they're linked. Apparently, they're in advanced talks with Moises Caicedo after, you know, Arsenal's got all their all their eggs in the Declan Rice basket. Um, I mean, I would love to see them go for like a Nicolo Barella or a Brias Mendez, man. Brias Mendez, yeah, that could be yeah. a good option. You're not or Zupa Mendy from Sociedad. Yeah, any of those. Um, and I mean, you got Enzo in there. They probably need more of a holding midfielder and maybe more of an attacking midfielder. But yeah, it all depends on what. Potch wants to do as far as you know formation goes and the style he wants to play I think that's probably why he's looking for a new goalie is he wants one that's better with his feet well Kepa's not terrible with his feet no but it's not it doesn't look natural to him as the goalie that they're linked to in Onana who looked fantastic in the Champions League final how much would you think Onana would cost probably 30 mil that's it yeah Inter did get him on a free, so I again going back, Chelsea have to sell players before they can really yes. sign anyone. Yeah, I mean I financial fair play is another issue that they gotta worry about with how much they spent. I I don't I mean, I don't know what they do because they're wanting way too much for these players that teams want. And no one's wanting to buy them because they want so much money. I mean they're saying a hundred mil for Mason Mount. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think Man United had a bid rejected here of seventy mil. Was it seventy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Caicedo's going to cost them eighty, eighty mil. No, it was they made an opening bid of forty mil. Forty. Okay. That they rejected. Well, they I, they're probably going to end up having to spend seventy if they really want him, which makes no sense since he's got what. A year. One year and an option for another left. So I don't know. Um, midfield, how about striker? I mean, we all know they need one. They, do they keep Lukaku? Do they get rid of him? I think they or- should kind of give him a chance, if I'm being honest with you. I, I'm curious to see how he would do under Mircea Pochettino. Yeah, I mean, you think back to when they brought him back um, the first time before he went back on loan to Inter, and, man, he was tearing up teams. For the beginning there. And he, I mean, they haven't really, I'm, I guess apart from Thomas Tuchel, 
haven't really had a he hasn't really had a good coach there at Chelsea. You think Frank mm-hmm. Lampard has not no. been good? <laughs> Graham Potter, I mean, uh, no. So I'm I, I'm curious to see what could happen with Pochettino and Lukaku. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if 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 you they have, I mean, they're gonna they're trying to get rid of him, but no one's coming for him. Inter Milan are wanting another loan deal, but Chelsea yeah. aren't interested in loans. They need to sell players. Yeah, I mean, the only I guess teams plural that want to sign him is I mean I know he just made a trip over to Saudi Arabia they're offering him 50 mil uh, for his contract which would be crazy but do you think a player that's essentially still in his prime would go there if he wants to play but I I think he should try to fight for it at Chelsea for a season I I agree I agree Um, or at least stay in Europe I mean, at least he gives them something different at Chelsea. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and with the wingers they have, that style of, you know, hold up center forward would be fantastic for them. So they just need another midfielder to be creative enough to for him to play off of. So, All right, so let's say they get rid of Lukaku. If you're Chelsea, who do you go for? Obviously, Victor Osiman. I, I think he's already come out and said he's not going to leave Napoli, though. Yeah, and for Chelsea, that's going to cost him at least 150 mil for him. Yeah, so maybe a, a Dusan Vlahovic. Maybe Ivan Tony try to get him when he can play in January. But there's not a whole lot of, I would say, options out there for class strikers. World-class options yeah. that readily or that are ready to just, you know, springboard Chelsea to the top of the table. Maybe a Kolo Moani, but I mean, he would cost them 100 mil. 80, yeah, 80 to 100. Yeah. I I mean, Rasmus Hodgland from Atalanta would be a good option. I mean, he's 21. Um, he reminds me of a more athletic Dusan Vlaovic, but again, he's going to Young cost, and unproven. Yeah, and he's going to cost probably around 80 mil. Because he got five years left on his contract. And then there's one. Um, I mean, I know we both had some fun doing some research for this. <laughs> there's one guy in Spain that has a release clause that shocked me. And that's Nicholas Jackson for Villarreal. 21 years old, not very proven. Uh, but his release clause is nuts. How much do you think his release clause is? Probably 35. Okay, because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, crazy low for a guy who's 21, and I mean, he lit up La Liga last season for Villarreal, so I, that's a great financially sound option for them, even if he's a backup. So okay, well, you, you said you also mentioned they might need a, a center back. So who would you look for in that? Um, I would say you probably want someone who can play multiple positions. So maybe a left-sided center back. Um, Pau Torres probably comes to mind. From Villarreal, yeah. Villarreal, yeah. Um, I know he's more right-sided, but would give them a good option if they're going to play three at the back with wingbacks. As uh, Jurian Timber. He can play right back. He can play center back. So he gives you options, especially if Reese James is going to, you know, continue his injury problems. And if Malagusto doesn't pan out immediately like you, like they want him to, 
is a good option. Um, those are probably the two top ones for me. I would have said go for Milan Skriniar, but he already signed for PSG. So, yeah, I mean, there's some honestly, there's some good defenders out there off the top of my head. You know, look at Bayer Leverkusen, Jonathan Ta, Edmund Tapsaba, mm-hmm. a couple options. You know, maybe look over at Man City. I Eric Laporte isn't the happiest over there, not getting much playing time. Yeah, and looks like they're trying to bring in another center back. So it does. I assume he's going out. You know, I know Man City, they're look, looking at Josco Cavardial, but mm-hmm. maybe Chelsea take a look at him. I know he would he would cost a lot, probably 100 yeah. mil. Yeah. He's That's what probably, it's looking like. You're going to have to break the most expensive transfer for a defender to get him. And, you know, maybe if you want to find someone a little bit younger, look at Sporting. Juncalo Ignacio. Yeah. Would be a good option. He, yeah, he tore it up for Sporting. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of good options at center back. Striker is a lot harder to find, but. There's lots of good stuff. A lot harder and a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, as far as goalie, I mean, the only one I could think of is Onana at Inter. That would fit the system that Poch likes to play. Other than that, you keep what you have if you can't get him. I think that, yeah, they should look other where. I, 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 think, I think Kepa can do a good enough job. And if Mendy can get back to his best, he, you know, he's been fantastic in the past. Yeah. Yeah, he has. And I mean, I would say Mendy's probably better with his feet than uh, Kepa is. So I don't see why they don't just start him or let him battle it out in preseason and get some confidence better. And I think is what he needs. Yeah. I mean, Kepa too, I think. But I mean, they, they got a strong foundation there at Chelsea. They just need some direction. And, you know, two or three signings and ship out a bunch of players. And, I mean, with their opening schedule, they're going to look good next season if they can do that. Speaking of opening schedule, they played Liverpool at home. Then they traveled to West Ham, played Luton Town at home, Nottingham Forest at home, and then to go to Bournemouth. So, I mean, out of those five games, you think in 12, 13 points? Uh... At least 12, you'd think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would keep them close to the top of the table. Opening. I mean, season. obviously, Liverpool's tough. You know, West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, that'll be tough. Maybe Forest. We'll see what Forest do. And the they buy another number. million players or what, what, what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the battle of the biggest squads. <laughs> right. We're going to play uh, two games on two pitches with two teams each. <laughs> we have the numbers we play best of two games it's aggregate score <laughs> see who wins oh, you can probably field two teams and the subs both teams so although i would say the backups i'd probably give it to nottingham forest so <laughs> <laughs> all right uh what should chelsea fans expect for next season i don't think they should expect challenging for the title but i mean if they could get a champions league or europa league spot i think that's a success compared to what they did you know previous season finishing 12 yeah um maybe try to go for a deep run in the fa cup okay yeah i think as far as european qualification i don't know if they're gonna be good enough there's a lot of good teams man yeah um it's going to be tough battle for any European spot next season. I think, honestly, just getting into Europe next season should be their 
priority. And I, I mean, even, even in getting into the conference league, I think would be a win for them. I mean, Chelsea fans will be happy with me saying that, but with yeah, the quality of the teams that finished above them, I mean, they probably could finish above Fulham this season, maybe a Brentford, maybe Brighton, depending on who they sign. Uh, but I don't see them finishing above. I, mean, I guess they could finish above Tottenham, but I don't see them finishing in the top six or seven. Above Liverpool or United or Newcastle or Arsenal. Even Aston Villa. Yeah. I don't know if they can do that either. The way that. Uh, I, I, they're going to be a fun team to watch, I think. Villa, see how oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See who they can bring in. See what Emery can do beginning yeah. of the season with a whole, with a whole season a ahead of them. Yes. Uh, and if it's anything like the second half of last season, man, they're going to be pushing for a Champions League spot. Should be exciting. All right. Any final thoughts on Chelsea? Just they got a bunch of players to sell. And I think, yeah, whether I'm curious to see where all these players go for one and for how much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they sell all of them, even if it's for, you know, what the market value is for each player, they're going to have quite the transfer kitty. So they'll be able to buy quite a few players. Well, a couple of really good quality players. So I'm specifically interested in, you know, like a Hakeem Ziyech or Christian Pulisic to see where they go. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, us Americans love to see him play regularly um, the way he was playing at Dortmund. Yeah. Or even just the way he played here the other day against Mexico. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tearing him up. Okay. On to the perennial disappointments pretty much every season. Tottenham Hotspur. Finished eighth, yet again, no trophy after essentially being called the winners of the summer transfer window last season. Uh, Very, very, very disappointing. Um, And Antonio Conte said it best. It's uh, they're comfortable where they're at and no one really wants to win as badly as they should. Well, I don't think they're comfortable where they're at now in eighth place with zero European football to play. Yeah. Uh, new coach who came off winning the treble uh, for Celtic. Yep. So Postacoglu. Yeah. So grade for last season. I mean, they went through what three coaches last season? I guess if you Antonio Conte and then uh, was it Stellini or something? Yeah, and then Ryan Mason. Um. So yeah, grade for last season. Same as Chelsea's an F, man. It was a failure of a season. Zero European football, zero cups. They got knocked out by, who was it? Was it Southampton or something in the... No, Sheffield United. Sheffield, that's that's even (laughs) worse. (laughs) Southampton knocked out Man City, that's right. Well, at least one of those teams is still in the Premier League. Yeah. So, I give them that. But, I mean, yeah, disappointing cup runs. Disappointing season. I mean, eighth place, man, they... They're focusing on the Premier League. Yeah, they they have to. Um, probably good that they can kind of press the reset button with no European football. But that's also less games. So um, if Chelsea is an F for me, then I'm going D plus for Tottenham because they finished above Chelsea. Uh, they weren't as bad as Chelsea with both teams having the same expectations last season. So, But I guess what's the difference between... Tottenham in eighth and Chelsea in twelfth. There's no difference. Four spots. As far as what they're playing. 
Yeah. Do you want to look at the way they played? Was it better than Chelsea's? Slightly. Yeah, at times. <laughs> at times, but that's the inconsistency about it. was there, especially away from home. Yeah. So um, I mean, it... Chelsea would better defensively. Tottenham were better going forward. It looks like they're going to keep Harry Kane, which would be good for signings, I guess. But yeah. Uh, either way, not good. Very disappointing last season. Again, no trophies. I don't think they stand a chance of winning one next year as, as well. As far as what they need, uh, short of a full new squad. <laughs> they need a lot of positions, I would they say. Do. Yeah. Uh, goalie. They, uh, they could use a goalie. Fraser Forster can't last a full season as a top quality goalie. And Hugo Lloris is done. I mean, he... He's done at Tottenham, I think. Uh, center back. Their center backs were very disappointing last season. Left back, probably. Probably. They definitely need an attacking midfielder. Uh, and maybe another right winger. I know that Kulisevsky just became a permanent signing for them the other day. Uh, Pedro Poro also made permanent from their loan deals. As far as players that could leave, you got Hugo Lloris. Davidson Sanchez should probably leave. Uh, Clement Langley is going back to Barcelona. Lucas Mora left. End of his contract. Um, Arnaud Danjuma. I think does he, does he I heard stay? they made them his permanent with Danjuma. Okay. Uh, Tunge Dombele, who won a trophy and is bringing a Scudetto back to <laughs> Tottenham. Uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, Harry Winks, Brian Hill, and potentially Harry Kane. So a lot of players out on loan for Tottenham that seemingly don't have a future there, but we'll see. Does Postacoglu keep them? Does he? I think Ndamale is a permanent at Napoli. I don't think he's at now. Yeah. Well, he was on loan, so I don't know. Well, either way, players that have left then add him to that. But lots of lots of players out on loan. Lots of people need to leave. Lots of players need to be signed for them. Eighth place, a mess of a club. Are they even attractive anymore? And so that's what I was going to get at. Why it's a failure, I think, for both Tottenham and Chelsea is they have no lure of European football for signings. That's that's going to hurt them. Yeah. At least Chelsea, I think, have. The budget where they can pay their players a little bit more. I was just gonna say, yeah, at least they can offer massive wages, but I Daniel Levy's not gonna do that. Nope. <laughs> Let alone spend money. And so that's why it was it was hard to find I think players that they could go for, like realistically. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the ones I was looking at were all free transfers. So shall we get into it? Let's get into it. We'll start with the goalie, man. Obviously, they need a new goalie. Hugo Lloris is 36, on his way out. Frazier Forrester is a year behind him and just doesn't look that great. Yeah. So what kind of goalkeeper do you think they could bring in? I I don't know. I really don't. Do you try to get Kaylor Navas for cheap, maybe? But even him, he's getting up there in age. I was going to say David Raya, but he came out and said he wants to challenge for titles and win <laughs> trophies and play in Europe. And none of those things are going to happen at Tottenham. Uh, David Raya would have been the perfect player. He would have been. He would have been. 
he just essentially ruled himself out of a transfer. So he would have been a fantastic pickup. He's only 27. Yeah. Plays maybe, for Brentford. Maybe go for a Jordan Pickford, maybe. So I was, that's who I had on my list. Yeah. Jordan Pickford, maybe a Dominic Livakovich. Yeah. That would be a nice, inexpensive goalie. Uh, Dean Henderson. Yeah. And you probably get him on a loan with an option to buy. And so those are a little bit like realistic options. Like I, I don't want to throw Onana out there. You know, Mike Mignon from AC Milan. I, yeah, I, Magic Mike. I don't think they'd want to go there. No, no, they'd <laughs> rather stay and play European football. I think Livakovic. You know, he's playing was it in Croatia. Yeah, I think so. He's twenty eight, so I think he could be a good option still young for goalkeeper get a good few years out of him still let's see Livakovich yeah Dino Zagreb so I mean lure of Premier League could be could be there for him yeah I mean he'd be a great signing for them especially if he can perform like he did in the World Cup okay well with that said let's talk I guess let's start from the back and go forward. Sounds good. Center let's backs. Man. Center backs. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, Eric Dyer, he's not a good center back. Christian Romero is, is so a, okay. He, make, he, he is mistake prone. You're he not reminds me challenge of, prone. He reminds me of Chanel Grand Mustafi. Of course he does. Yeah. Well, just the errors. Like he can be a good defender at times, but he also can be terrible. And you're like, why and how did he make that decision? Dobson Sanchez is even worse. So, like, okay. Which he didn't used to be. I feel like he just got no. bad all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just because he doesn't want to be there. Ben Davies is getting up there in age. Yeah, I think he'll be their starting left back, though. So maybe they'll look for a replacement for him. Yeah. Or a backup to him. Um. So with Emerson that said, Royale at right back, I guess Pedro Poro, whoever you're going to play there. Yeah, I mean they got some depth at, at right back. So Tanganga can play left back. You, I know. Who would you go for if you're Tottenham at center back? You know, I know they've been linked to Harry Maguire to keep Harry Kane happy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't honestly, I don't dislike that move. I don't either. Um Especially if he can find his form like he did, does for England. I think it'd be a fantastic signing. And United probably would ship, ship him out for 20 mil. I think he could be a good signing. Yeah. I think maybe honestly look at Roma. Roger mm-hmm. Ibanez. Yeah. Younger defender, he 24. About, he might cost about 50 mil, though. And I don't think Daniel Levy would spend that much. It's a good option. Or, you know, maybe go back to Man City. I am Eric Laporte. Yeah. I don't think he would go there though after playing at Man City. Oh, no, no, but I think he would probably it's want tough, to man. To trying to think of a defender that wouldn't cost a whole lot. You know, you think of maybe a Ben Mee at Brentford. Yeah, you you would have to pretty much scour the Premier League for anyone that finished below you to find one. Ethan, so. you know, Pinnock for Brentford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, Look at maybe Slim some Pickens. of these Crystal Slim Palace Pickens. defenders, Mark Gee. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think what they desperately need is a creative midfielder. Yes. 
But before we get to that, how about a left back? Left back, all right. So they got Ben Davis and Tanganga. They could probably get rid of Tanganga, if that's how you pronounce his name. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think there's quite a few left backs they could go for. Yeah. First pick would be Purvis Estupian. Yeah. From Brighton. From Brighton. I don't know if that's an attractive move for him, but... Because Brighton have European football. My other first pick would have been uh, DeMarco. Federico yeah. DeMarco from, from Inter. Inter Milan, man. He is a God, firecracker a on that left side. Yeah, he is. He would that would be my energy. wish list, I guess, would, yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> would be him. Um, I mean, I was looking at maybe um, a Denzel Dumfries from Inter. I mean, he plays both sides, so that would be a good fit. Or... Maybe, maybe an American by the name of Anthony Robertson, Robinson. Um, he's very exciting watching him out on the left side for Fulham. I think he would be a good fit there. I think he could. You're not He'd wrong. Compliment Pedro Porro on the other side very well, especially if Postacoglu wants to play with three at the back and more wingbacks, then they both would do fantastically. So, yeah. So I know a couple others I have is they want maybe just a backup to Ben Chilwell, maybe a junior Furpo could get him yeah. on the cheap from Leeds. Yeah. Who just got relegated. Yeah, that would be a good one. Other ones would be Tyrick Mitchell from Crystal Palace or even Juan Miranda playing Ooh. over in Spain for, yeah. I think it's Betis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be younger would player. Be 23. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Tyreek Mitchell. So they, you know, maybe can learn from Chilwell. Yeah. Not Chilo Davis, but Davis. Davis. Yeah. Anthony Robinson, I think he's, what, 23 years old? I think he's a little older than that. I think he's like 25 or 26. Anthony Robinson. 25. Yeah. You're right. Um, okay. So they need a lot of help in the back, but they need more help in the midfield. So let's get to that attacking midfielder. Who would they be able to even get at this point? That's the tough part, man. I, honestly, the the first one that comes to my mind is James Madison from Leicester. Yeah, but he's got more attractive offers. I he mean, does. He, you know, Newcastle. I know are looking at him. Newcastle, Aston Villa apparently are looking at him too. Yeah, I don't. If Tottenham can get that signing, perfect, awesome. I would say probably a very successful summer if they can do that and keep Harry Kane and get a center back. Um, I would have said Danny Ceballos, but he just signed a new contract for Real Madrid. Did he? I know he was, yeah, looking at his contract was expiring, but they did sign him. Yeah, they did the other day. Um, Other than that, honestly, I don't know. Otherwise, it's kind of more fantasy. I mean, you maybe go to RB Leipzig, look at Sapozaloy, Denny Almo. Yeah. If, yeah. I mean, if you sell Harry Kane, then yeah, you probably could. You probably could go and get one of those guys. Maybe uh, get more of a defensive midfielder and push Hoiberg up. Look at a Tyler Adams or Douglas Louise. Yeah, Tyler Adams would be a good one. I mean, they just signed, uh, I mean, Eve Basuma, who I would have thought would have done better. I was going to say, let's look at their midfield. Basuma, Benton Kerr, Hoiberg. I mean, that's going to be Oliver Skip. 
Yeah. I mean, those are going to be essentially all of their midfielders. I know Bentinker was hurt quite a bit. Yeah, I know Pape Sar. Um, he was playing a bit more. He was. He was in there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of attacking wingers, I guess, and forwards, but not a lot of midfielders. So they definitely need some depth in there and more of a creative player. So Maybe even a James Ward-Prowse could be a good option. That would be a great option. Again, what's the price? What is he going to go for? I mean, he just got relegated with Southampton. Yeah, but it's also their best player. So I bet they could get him away for 40 or 50. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think 40 would be what they would ask for. But at the same time, it's like, are they going to be able to, are they going to want to spend that much money? I think, I think they'll spend, they're willing to spend probably a hundred mil in this transfer window. You think so? Well, then I guess that doesn't rule out a, uh, Sabotsloy or Danny Olmo. I'm guessing they'll want to try to get two or three players with that hundred mils. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 30, 40 would probably be about what they're willing to spend on each one on a player. Yeah. Which I mean, Harry Maguire just makes sense then. So you probably get him for 20, 25, 30 mil from Man United. So, yeah, I mean, as far as wingers go or striker, I mean, there's a guy out there that they could go for. He's on a free. No one's talking about it. Is Adama Traore. I don't think he really brings anything to that Tottenham team. I mean, is he going to replace Dujan Kulisevsky? He'd at least... Offer some depth there. Bring something different. It's a little more direct than Kulisevsky. Not terrible if it's on a free, obviously. Yeah. But I, yeah, and then they got Son on the other side. It, Richarlison, I guess. Richarlison through the middle, yeah. It's just nobody up front for them excites me anymore. No, you know who I potentially thought was that Victor Boniface. Yeah. Union saint Joao. Which was what I was going to get into is, well, what if Harry Kane leaves? Who do Harry you Kane leaves and they, they got to spend money. Yeah. So if he leaves, okay, so you sell him for 100 mil. Let's say you're right. And Daniel Levy already gave, you know, Postacoglu 100 mil to work with. Now you got 200 mil. What, who do you sign to replace him? Kulamuani. Besides maybe a Boniface. Kulamuani. That's a that's a good one. Or maybe a Jonathan David from Lille. That one's that one's a fantastic idea. You probably Honestly, get him for a lot cheaper. Ivan Tony for the January? Yeah. Possibly. Um call me crazy. Romelu Lukaku. Would they pay his wages? Probably not. <laughs> but for Lukaku, I mean that might be just as attractive as going back to Chelsea. I don't know, man. I don't think he'd want to go to Tottenham. Call me crazy. I think it would be a great signing for them, especially the style of football that they play going forward. Um, Another one, his strike partner at Inter, Lotaro Martinez. You think they'd spend that kind of cash on him? If they're going to spend the kind of cash to get Kola Mwani, it's the same same money. How much do you think Lukaku costs? From Chelsea, not, I think not Lukaku. How much do you think Lautaro Martinez would cost? I think seventy mil. I'll give you more than that. 
So you think Letaro Martinez would be cheaper than Colomoani? Um, I mean, I don't think he should be, but I think Inter would sell him for less than what uh, Frankfurt would sell Colomoani for. I think that hundred million you just got for Harry Kane would have to go right to Lautaro Martinez if that's the route you want to go. It'd be, I mean, like for like replacement, pretty much, as far as style of play goes. I don't know. I don't like Lautaro Martinez as that lone striker. I mean, you, you think of the way Harry Kane plays with, say, you put Richarlison and um, Hillman Son on the wings there. Essentially, you're playing with three strikers. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I honestly just don't think Lautaro Martinez's style of play is good for the Premier League. I don't either, but we've seen crazier signings. So, especially, you know, being Arsenal fans. <laughs> okay, so now that we've gone through all the transfers, first five fixtures for Tottenham. If they get any of these players, they go at Brentford. Then they get Man United at home, travel to Bournemouth and Burnley, and then play Sheffield United at home. I mean, it's a tough schedule. A little bit. Especially the first two games. Yeah, I'm maybe nine or ten points. I don't even know if I would go with that. You get a Burnley squad that probably thinks Tottenham is – there for the taking, Sheffield United squad who beat them last year. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe like four or five points out of their first five games. You think so, huh? I think they'll lose to Brentford. I think they'll lose to United. I'm thinking going to Burnley, maybe a draw, maybe a loss. And Sheffield United, I mean, okay, maybe six. I think they'll beat Bournemouth. Maybe they'll beat Sheffield United at home. But, man, that's a tough schedule out of the blocks. Oh, no, no, it is for sure, yeah. I think, so they could, that, I think they could beat Bournemouth, Burnley, and Sheffield United. I think they could. Maybe get a draw from Brentford or Man United. Okay. You have more faith in Tottenham Hotspur than I do. <laughs> Speaking of which. That might change. We'll see if they, when they yeah. sell Harry Kane and who they sign. But Their expectations for next season. Should it be... What it normally is and getting into the Champions League yeah. or with the squad they have. Is it the same as Chelsea where they should be happy getting into Europe at all? No, I mean, Daniel Levy is obviously going to want Champions League money, man. Yeah, but I don't That's think the it's the expectation realistic. is, I think, from him is that they are fighting for Champions League spots. It's just for me, I don't know if it's realistic this season. No matter who you sign. Unless I mean, you that's, re- that's not true. Squad. I mean... So, obviously, last season was a bit of disappointment. You had some players that didn't perform as well, especially looking at you, Son. I think if Son performs back to his, you know, old standards. That's a big if. I don't know. I mean, he's performed, I would say, pretty consistently, except for this last season. Okay. Okay. So, let's go with he's about 75% of the best we've seen. Okay. Cool. With him and Kane firing in and goals, I think that could help. And if they shore up that defense a little, get a new goalkeeper, that makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens during the summer. A lot can happen. We've seen crazy transfers happen. I just, for me, it's more of the who would want to go there. 
at this point. And if they can actually get some players that are of quality, then yeah, maybe I still don't think Champions League, I don't think they're good enough to get there. When you got teams like Newcastle, Newcastle, Man United, Arsenal, City, Liverpool. I mean, that's five right there. You're barely going to get into the Europa League at that point. Aston Villa is better than they are. Brighton's better than they are. So now you're looking at Conference League football as like the best you can possibly do. Well, I mean, you can say the same thing for the teams you just said. You can say the same thing for Man United. You can say the same thing for Arsenal. I mean, just because Arsenal had one good season, they could fall back down, man. Yeah, it's possible. I, I mean, don't personally did, see it happening. But Even Liverpool. Did we expect Liverpool to finish in their position in fifth? Fifth. After challenging second well, for the title? We'll, we'll get to no. that in a second. We'll but I mean, it's, in a second. obviously there's a lot of good teams in the Premier League. But what I'm saying is Tottenham's goal, yes, is going to be fighting for Champions League. Yeah. Their goal, yes. What I'm saying is what should their expectations be? Their expectations should be to get in the Champions League if that's what they're do, fighting do for. Think, do you think they're one of the four best teams in the Premier League? No, but I'm should thinking, they? What are your expectations for them? What are my expectations? So yes. My expectations are completely different than what well, that's what I'm expectations asking. should what be. What I'm asking, what I'm asking is, <laughs> what are your expectations for them next season? Because we know what theirs should be. Oh yeah, theirs should be yours? to finish Champions League. But I mean, again, they'll maybe Europa League, maybe finally get a trophy. I'm thinking maybe that sixth or seventh position. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably that's where I think they'll finish. What I think better their goal than, should be, yeah, is better than eighth is fighting for Champions League. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to need a, a rebuild. So I, I think anything better than eighth would be a success for next season. Maybe uh, play all your starters in the Carabao Cup and try to get a trophy. <laughs> there you go. All right. So speaking of teams that were disappointing and that should probably finish in a Champions League spot or close to it, Liverpool. All right. They finished fifth after what looked like they were not even going to make Europe for the longest time. Very, very disappointing season for them. So what would we give them as a grade? As a grade? Maybe a D plus. Okay. I'll be honest with you. If we go with the first half of the season, I'm giving them an F. If we're going with the second half of the season, I'm probably going to give them a B plus because they somehow almost made it into the Champions League. I'm going to give them a C plus because that's the average between the two letters. But I just because they made it into the Europa League, I, that's the only reason I'm giving them a C plus. I'm giving otherwise them... I'm with you. It's a D plus. Well, I, I'm giving them a D because it's passing. They. They made it into a European competition. Obviously, it's not the one they want to be in. Yeah. But the fall, man, the fall from last season to this season is why I had to grade them so bad. But their form towards the end of last season, man, they were beating teams left and right. Oh, they were. It it seemed like it was that game against Arsenal, man. Everything turned around there for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Especially after being 2-0 down, too. Got the Liverpool of old. Yeah, it was the collapse, inevitable collapse of Arsenal and then Liverpool's springboard. The rest of the season. So, as far as what they need, I mean, they need a bunch of midfielders. Uh, I would say probably a center back. Maybe someone to kind of look at to eventually replace Van Dyke. Yeah. 
um, and then a right back because it's looking like more and more likely that Trent Alexander-Arnold will become a midfielder. It does look like he will, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, watching him for England the other day, man, is like, holy crap, where did you come from? He was pinging balls left and right. He looked fantastic in the midfield. So maybe that's like a new signing in midfield for them. Kind of is, isn't it? Right? Speaking of signings, uh, probably the bargain of the summer. Alexis McAllister for 35 mil. What kind of what kind of highway robbery is that? Apparently he had something in his in his contract that said he could leave for that. That's nuts. That's what I heard, yeah. Versus for example, Moises Caicedo does not have that option in his contract. No. no. <laughs> uh but with that said, I'm surprised Liverpool were the only team going in for him if that was the case. Honestly, same. Yeah. yeah. Man United could have done well with the McAllister. Tottenham. Newcastle, yeah. Even uh, Arsenal. I mean, pretty much any team at the top of the table could have gone for him. Or what they think should be the top of the table. But Okay, so great. I give that an A-plus for a signing. So they get one of the most exciting midfielders in the Premier League. Boom, one midfielder down. Trent Alexander-Arnold moves up into midfield. You got two. That being said, they had Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain leave on a free... Nabi Keita left to uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach on a free. Arthur Mello goes back to Juve. And James Milner went the other direction and signed for Brighton. Is Arthur Mello, could that be one of the worst signings? Uh, I'm going to go with first for Juventus, one of the worst signings. And then, <laughs> yes, for Liverpool as well, one of the worst I don't think signings. I saw him play, if I'm being honest. No, he played, I think, two games, if I'm correct, and uh, was hurt the rest of the time. Yeah, man, that was bad. Like, I remember thinking, like, I thought this was, you know, he, he, former sorry, Barcelona player. Zero Premier League games. Zero. Last season. Did he and play in any cup him. games? or? I, I mean, he played, I think, two games. Wow. And they're both cup games, so. And if I'm not mistaken, they were both as a sub. I don't think he started any games. but Okay. So, let's start from the back. If you're Liverpool and you need a center back maybe to replace Van Dyke or to be his understudy, gives you a lot of options. Yeah, they got some good players, man. I mean, center backs, you need Joel Matip, Ibrahima Konate, yeah, Van Dyke, so, Joe Gomez. I think Konate probably starts all next season. Like, Joe those Gomez has fallen off a little bit. Too. A little bit. But I mean, those aren't Matip terrible defenders. Off a little bit. I mean, they're not. They're I would not. say if you're going to buy a center back, you'd probably need to sell one of those guys. Yeah, I would agree. Either maybe a Matip or Gomez. Okay. Well, they need a right back. So let's go with right backs. Or maybe a hybrid, someone who can play both. Yeah, I know you had mentioned a player already, Jurian Timber. Yeah. Kind of fit that that bill. Yeah, he's on my list too. Um, You know, Denzel Dumfries from yeah. Inter Milan. Could yeah. be a good one. If they want to go a little bit cheaper, maybe uh, Timothy Castagna or Ricardo Pereira from Leicester. Ricardo Pereira would be a, like a like-for-like, like, just better defender than Trent Alexander-Arnold. So, style of play, at least. So, that could be a good one. Um, James Justin, also. Yeah, that would be a good one. But maybe a Jao Cancelo? Maybe. What about a Jeremy Frimpong? Yeah, he could be a fantastic... Young, up-and-coming, 
right back, very good going forward. Also very good defensively. Fits the mold. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would normally say go for a Kim and Jay, but they haven't even been linked to him. No, it looks like he's going to Bayern Munich. Yeah, and then Benjamin Pavard would have been a great signing as well. He can play right back, center back, sometimes left back even, uh, but it looks like he's going to PSG as well. So I guess Jurian Timber, Jeremy Frimpong, Ricardo Pereira, Timothy Castagna. Those are your options if you're Liverpool. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. I mean, there's, I'm there's... sure. I'm sure. Obviously, we talk. don't scout some of these They're lower leagues in France, France or in Germany or oh, yeah. the Netherlands. But... but, I mean, those are four solid options, I'll be honest. Especially going to Leicester and rating them. <laughs> All right. Center mid, do they need one at this point? Do they get one more? I mean, they got an aging uh, Fabinho. They got... That's who I would probably try to replace is Fabinho. Yeah. I mean, Harvey Elliott had a good season. Curtis Jones, you think, isn't terrible. Jordan Henderson needs replacing. He is old. I mean, he's looking like he's going to be the next James Milner, where he's like a super sub. That Besicic, they played quite a bit. Yeah. And then we forget, they still have Tiago as well. Tiago, yeah. Yeah. Who is also getting up there in age, but... So, I mean, that's a solid midfield. You think Alexis McAllister and Trent Alexander-Arnold in that mix. Do they need a midfielder? Probably need one more, yeah, because they lost quite a few. Who I mean, it doesn't at? look like they're going to give Fabio Carvalho a chance. No, it looks like he's going out on loan, I think. Probably good for him. Yeah. So if you're if you're Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, who do you try to sign in your midfield? Do you go for someone younger or do you go for more of a seasoned veteran? Or somewhere in between. So like I said, I, w- I was thinking maybe looking to replace maybe Fabinho with Jao Palinha from Fulham. Ooh. I think that could Not be a, a bad big... choice, but also, isn't he like 26, 27? He's 27. So, I mean, so you'll get a good... There, you get three or four years from him. You'll get a good at least four years from him. If you want to go younger, maybe a Romeo Lavia from Southampton. And that's the guy I'm surprised more teams aren't linked to. I mean, he looks like a seasoned veteran for a terrible Southampton team, and he's only 19. That's wild, yeah. Only 19. Yeah. So, like I said, one, he could be one for the future. Obviously, you could go for a Moises Caicedo if you want to spend the money. I don't think they will. No, they, they won't. And, I mean, even 35 mil for Alexis McAllister was probably on the edge of what they're willing to spend. Maybe it. Well, then they probably won't go for Nicolo Barella because it's looking like he'll cost at least 50. 50. Yeah. And they won't go for uh, Florian Verts because he's going to cost almost 100. So, yeah, maybe maybe Jao Paulina is your best bet. You can probably get him for 20 or 30. I don't know how much Southampton want for Lavia, but that's also a great option. Um, for me, I was thinking more of a Gabri Viega. Okay. Also might be out of their price range or a Martin Zubamendi. I mean, they both would be perfect fits for that Liverpool midfield. They could be good. Yeah. I think Gabri Viega might be a little too attack minded. Yeah. If you have McAllister and Trent. Or honestly, yeah. maybe you drop Cody Gagpo down into that midfield. Could do that too. I mean, we've seen it a couple times last season. Yeah. He did pretty well. Also, what like what formation is Liverpool going to play? Are they going <laughs> to play 
the 4-3-3 that they've been playing? Or are they going to move someone up into attacking mid and play with more two holding center mids? I, I think they'll play with three at the back and wing backs. Yeah, if that's a way. Because yeah. I, I mean, Jordan, Andy Robertson, not Jordan, Andy Robertson, man. If if he stuck as a three in defense while Trent wanders into midfield, I think you're losing a lot of his best abilities. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Do you do you play with wing backs? Do you play with the back four? The way Liverpool plays, I think wing backs, you're probably right. Probably need another center back to help shore up the back three and play with Andy Robertson out as a, a wing back. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know. As far as that goes, I think that's pretty much all they need, right? They don't need anything going forward. I don't think they need anything going forward, man. With Mo Salah, Darwin Nunez, Diego Jota, Cody Gagpo, Luis They're Diaz. Loaded. They're loaded. They're good up there. Yeah. Okay, so their first five fixtures. They go to Chelsea, play Bournemouth at home, go to Newcastle, uh, play Aston Villa at home, and then Wolves. I mean, that's a tough five games. It is. Start the season. Honestly, I could see it going both ways. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> they could lose to Chelsea. They could lose to Newcastle. They could lose or draw to Villa. Villa. They could also, I mean. They could I, also beat going, all those teams. I, it's just the the going to Newcastle. I think that's probably the hardest of all those fixtures. Because yeah. Aston Villa at home is a different story than playing at Villa Park. Who knows? Going to Sanford Bridge could be tough too. It could be. I'm, again, it's going to be can Pochettino get them firing on all cylinders before the season starts. And I, I think it's going to take a little bit, but they'll definitely be better than they were last season. I'll tell you that. So I, I, I think the expectation for them should be maybe 12 points out of those. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. And then, I mean, their expectation obviously is going to be challenging for the title next season. Um, I mean, they got to be overwhelming favorites to win the Europa League. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so European trophy and challenge for the title next season. I mean, honestly, that's what I expect from them. I expect them to, yeah, to challenge for the Europa League. And then, yeah, fighting for that title. Yeah, it's going to be a scrap. And uh, if City get the signings they've been linked to, I don't. I think it's going to be a scrap for second. <laughs> <laughs> There's just... We'll get to them at another time, but it's just not fair unless, you know, they get some of those charges, they get actually enforced on them and who knows what's going to happen with that, but that's for another podcast. All right. So with that, where do you guys think those three teams, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Liverpool should finish next season? What's that should be their expectations? Who should they sign? Let us know. And we'll, I mean, your guess is as good as ours. What's going to happen? This transfer window has been nuts already, and it's only been a couple of weeks. It has been nuts, man. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's get into the news. <clears throat> news, 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 news. The big one. Greg Berhalter reappointed as U.S. men's national team coach. I can't believe did they signed him, Did you see that coming? Man. No, I did, did not see, see that, that coming? coming. That is wild. It was like in a three-day span, it was Patrick Vieira said he would love to coach U.S. men's national team. And then 
Marsh says he's not going to coach the U.S. men's national team, and they say he's out of the running. And then all of a sudden, Burhalter gets announced. What? What? I'm like, they found their coach. Awesome. Patrick Vieira, Thierry Henry. No, they went right back to where it started. So why? What's with all of the drama? It's going to be awkward dressing room, isn't it? Right? <laughs> God, and Gio Reyna, like. It's going to be more weird. If you're Greg Brohalter, do you just say, Gio, I'm sorry? And also, your parents aren't allowed at any U.S. men's national team game. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's going to be terrible. Honestly, I just want a little bit more ambition from U.S. soccer. Right? I mean, they said that, you know, he's he's got the ambition. He's got the goals He's that they're looking for. He but had his shot, like, man. We saw what happened. I, yeah. I'm ready for someone new. Exactly, and he signed a contract through the World Cup in 2026. I don't think, he, honestly, I don't think he'll last it. If they have, a, what's that so tournament either. coming up? The was it? They're in the Nations League right now. Not this, Conf- not that Nations one. The League. one, and they got the Gold Cup coming up. Maybe it's the Gold Cup if they do terribly in some of these but, tournaments. I don't know. I don't know. I they played well against one. Mexico though the other night, they man. Did. Speaking of which, they beat Mexico three uh, 0 Both teams finishing with nine men. It was as a you would spicy expect, one. As you would expect from wild. a US-Mexico game. Yeah. I mean, both teams. U.S. has got a great up-and-coming roster. Mexico are essentially rebuilding because all of their stars are old. They are rebuilding, man. Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate because I love that rivalry. It's probably one of the best in the world. It's a feisty one, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, thoughts on the game? Florian Balligan making his yeah, debut for the U.S. Men's National Team? Honestly, when I looked at that starting lineup, I was like, oh, damn, U.S. actually has yeah. a good team. Right? Right. Balligan, Gio Reyna started, Christian Pulisic, McKinney, Musa. Tyler Adams on the bench? Yeah, Serginho Dest, <laughs> Anthony Robinson, Matt Turner in goal. Right? Man, they, they're looking good. The future is bright for the U.S. men's national team, but... Pulisic looked again, good, making Todd Bully question if he should sell him or not. <laughs> again, if you're not going to sell him, he has to start. That's it. It's either you start him and tell him you're going to start him if you're Pochettino, or you sell him. Like There's no in-between. You probably still get 40 mil for him. I think they could, easily, yeah. Um, okay. Other news. We already said N'Golo Conte signed for Al Itihad, joining Kareem Benzema. Uh, Napoli naming a new coach in Rudy Garcia. Huh, we did a little thing on him earlier on maybe a coach to replace some of these mm-hmm. little teams wildly. that were looking to get relegated. Yeah. A bit of a surprise for you? Honestly, no. I think it's a good signing. I could do well. I was expecting more of like a Antonio Conte to get hired by them. Conte might be a little too big name. Either way, I agree. I think it's and honestly, the way Napoli played, do you think Antonio Conte style? Good point. Would mesh there. Good point. Uh, Apparently, Brendan Rodgers finalizing a sensational return to Celtic could be good. As what a move that would be. Celtics manager just went to Tottenham. Yeah. It would be a great homecoming for him. Uh, 
Bournemouth signed Justin Clivert. Mayus Roma. <laughs> apparently your dogs are happy about that one. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, let's see here. Arsenal shoring up their young stars. William yeah, Saliba, Saliba looking like he's signing a four-year contract extension. And we'll wear the number two shirt next season. Good for them. They need him because we saw how poorly they played without him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, especially with some of the teams that were linked to him, too. I mean, that's a huge boost for Arsenal. Yes. Especially previous seasons. They're selling all their best stars when they get down on their contracts, losing them for next to nothing. Shoring up their you know, next generation and their young stars. I mean, future is bright for Arsenal. It's exciting. Yeah, Martinelli, Saka, Saliba all signing new contracts. So Yeah, looking like Odegaard's next. It would be very exciting. Okay. Uh, we already said it. Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, and Arsenal already all looking at Kai Havertz. Would you take him only... at Arsenal? Yeah, I would say yes, but it's which version of Kai Havertz are we going to get? Are we getting the Chelsea version or the Bayer Leverkusen version? If it's Bayer Leverkusen version, I'm taking him all day. And I would say he's worth 70 mil. But if it's the Chelsea version, he's worth like 10. It's terrible. <laughs> so here, here's, I guess, my thoughts on that. Like I said, I wouldn't pay more than 50 mil for him. But I do think he offers Arsenal something different. You know, obviously it was depth that hurt them. Yeah. And he's he's different. Different than Gabriel yeah. Jesus. Different than Odegaard. So I, I think I would take him. But... You think of the front four possibilities you would have if you got Kai Havertz as Arsenal, there's like 10, 11, 12 different front fours you could have that all sound very dangerous. So I think he would be a good option. And then for Real Madrid, I think Real Madrid are looking for an out and out striker. Obviously yeah. Kai Havertz isn't that. Bayern Munich, again, they, they need a striker. Not another false nine, I guess. Yeah, center forward, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. If you're an Arsenal fan... Because he's not a winger, Kai Havertz. He, he doesn't no, do well out on the wing. He's either an attacking mid or a false nine. Yeah. Uh, if you're an Arsenal fan, though, are you questioning why... If you're going for a Kai Havertz, why not go for a Serge Gnabry? I think Serge Gnabry maybe plays more on the wing. But he can also play up top. He could. I, again, I think Kai Havertz is a different profile than what Arsenal already has. Like, I would almost compare Serge Gnabry to Leandro Trossard. Okay. That makes sense. Versus Kai Havertz is different than both of those players. And it's different than... And he's different than Odegaard. Smith-Rowe, a Fabio Vieira, a Martin Odegaard. Yeah, he's just different. Okay. That's a good point. Uh, Man United's opening bid of 40 mil was rejected by Chelsea for Mason Mount. Uh, They apparently want around 70 mil. (laughs) Is he worth that? He used to. Used to be. Yeah. I think Chelsea are pricing some of them. I think as we get closer here to the end of June, they might be reducing some of these uh, prices on their players. I think they'll probably meet at about 45, 50. And I think. I was thinking, yeah, 55, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle, apparently in talks to sign Nicolo Barella and James Madison, both for 50 mil. Ooh. If they sign both those players, are Newcastle like the third best team in all of England? Man, that would be some midfield. midfield Bruno Guimaraes, Nicolo Barella. 
Holy cow. James Madison. Then you still got a Joe Willock, Joe Linton in there. Yeah. That's cool. that's a good midfield, man. That's that scary. would be a good midfield. That is scary. If Newcastle even can pull that off, of man, who? Even with one of them, that's scary. Especially, I would love to see Nicolo Barella in the Premier League. I would, I too. I want to see what he could do. I know you're a huge fan of him, too, so get to see him every week. I get to see him every week anyway. Watch Inter. That's true. <laughs> but every week in the Premier League. Yes. It's more attractive to me, personally, than watching the Serie A week in, week out. Because you never know what you're going to get. You don't know that Inter team, especially. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Manchester City, like we said, uh, on the verge of signing Mateo Kovacic for $40 million. Bring it Fabrizio Morano. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool are set We're to also looking it. at Josco Gavardiel, Man yeah. City. Yeah, about a hundred mil bid. Yep. <laughs> That's a scary proposition. I it is. Like, we're already, we're already playing, man. You put him next to Ruben Diaz, and then you have the best defense in the world. With Akanji and Nathan Ake? I mean, Nathan Ake played fantastic. You play with, yeah, you put four at center back, four center backs, three <laughs> center backs. I, you never know what Pep's going to do. Kovacic, I think, would be a with, steal, too. Maybe if he plays with four center backs and then everybody else is attackers. You're just like, hey, go crazy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool set to ballot out for Gabri Viega. Uh, I think that's a fantastic, fantastic signing for either one of those teams. He's a great player. Yeah. He'd be very exciting. Uh, Chelsea are also in talks to sign Nico Jackson uh, for his release clause, but also they're trying to lower that. And I don't think, I don't think Villarreal will accept anything less than his release clause. Like 35 million. That's a steal already. Why would you take less than that? <laughs> Alexis McAllister went for that. Right? <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, Bayern Munich apparently are going to sign Kim Min Jae, bring Fabrizio Romano. What a signing for them. Add some extra I, depth at center back. Yeah, add depth, but I don't think they need a center back. I so they need a striker. A striker. Yeah. Uh, they're also in talks to sign Kyle Walker from Manchester City. How exciting would that be as a Bayern Munich fan to have the two fastest wingers in the world <laughs> as your your outside backs? Yeah, I saw something recently, Alfonso though, Davies that Alfonso Kyle Davies Walker. doesn't want to play left back. I know. He wants to He's play a, in that right wing position. <laughs> I mean, shoot, train him as a striker. There you go. <laughs> he had a nice first finish line for Canada defense. here. First line of defense, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a – I think the player that doesn't get talked about enough is Jonathan David. I think he would be a fantastic signing for Bayern Munich. He could be, yeah. Fellow Canadian. Two Canadians on the German champions. Just saying. How about all this Kylian Mbappe news, man? Oh, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> so much. Will he, won't he, he says he wants to stay. PSG want to sell him. I, I Apparently didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings by sending a letter. <laughs> of course, you're going to hurt their feelings. It's a letter. It's like sending an email saying, I want to leave. But he said he, he doesn't, he didn't say he wants to leave. He said, I don't want to sign a new contract, but I'll play ne- this year. I want to be here past next summer. How yeah. about that? It's the same thing. I want to leave. Can you imagine losing uh, Messi and Mbappe in one transfer window? And potentially Neymar, all three of them? What do you do if you're PSG, uh, man? Unleash the purse strings. Suck you know for a year? Wages? You know how much in wages that you would save? <laughs> yeah, a lot. 
That's like most teams' whole transfer budget. You just saved in wages. <laughs> do you think yeah, Mbappe think goes you, anywhere? I think so. If, I, if you're PSG, you do not want to lose him for free. You do not. So, do you think Real Madrid pays 150 million for him though? No, I think I think if they really want to get rid of him, that it'll cost close to 100 mil. And I think pretty much any team that can afford that would pay it. So if you're heartbeat. Arsenal, why are you spending 100 mil on Declan Rice when you can get Kylian Mbappe? If I'm Arsenal and Mikel Arteta and Adu, I sign Declan <clears> Rice and then walk up to Stan Kroenke and go, hey, all your other teams have won a title in the last two years. If you want to win a title, I don't care how much money it takes, walk up to Kylian Mbappe, pay him whatever he wants, and get him. Honestly, every team should be doing that. Make Just make propose it. Might as well. If you're yeah. Newcastle, here you go. If you're Chelsea, yeah. United, everyone, just go propose. Yeah, I, think, I think Newcastle might be a dark horse in that race. They kind have of. The money. I was thinking that the other day, yeah. They have the money to sign up. Champions League, it would be a bold kind of statement. Yeah. It would be like Manchester City signing Robinho in his prime. <laughs> yep, I do remember that Robinho. Yeah, game changer. Or almost so. like when PSG got Neymar. Yep. Same thing. It's springboard to much better things. But man, I will say Kareem Benzema leaving for Saudi Arabia. What a domino effect that's had. Oh God, there's so many. With all this now Mbappe, Harry Kane. It gives me a headache. It's like, okay, what are teams that need players going to do? They're all going to for money. It's like the whole China league again. Yeah. But man, what a transfer for Real Madrid if they could. It's looking like he will go to Madrid at some point. I just I want to see Kylian Mbappe and Erling Holland with I do uh, too. I also hope Mbappe goes to Man United if I'm being honest. I don't. <laughs> just so that rivalry of Man City, Man United, want, Holland against Mbappe. I want an Arsenal Man City rivalry. I want it. Let's do it. Because <laughs> Arsenal are obviously not there yet. But the potential is much better than all the other teams in the Premier League. So what do you guys think? Let us know. Yeah, where should Mbappe go? Let us know in our Facebook group or Instagram. We'll go Don't real life it. and fantasy land. Yeah, real life and fantasy land. <laughs> He's going to Luton. Luton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a Luton, why not? Worst he can say is no. Right? <laughs> but don't forget to check out our TikTok, Redbubble. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, cheers. cheers.